good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, hitting cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local, national, Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You are right, Jacob. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon, supporting honest Native news, stories, and events from Natives themselves. Native Roots hey. Radio Network on Patreon. Yes, thank you, Pinagigi, for all you new subscribers. We really appreciate it and helps keep the doors open. Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and uh, we are really always happy to have our Friday conversation uh, with, with the State Senator and uh, catching up what's going on nationally uh, and locally and also uh, just what the State Senator is doing here. And uh, it's good to see you, and welcome, as always, to Native Roots Radio it's good to be here on a Friday afternoon. I, I think we're all sort of, well, Haley seems full of energy, but the two of us, I think, are kind of worn out. Uh, but it's good to see your faces and to be here for sure. You too. Definitely, definitely. Haley, how are you doing over there? You're doing good? I'm good. I think I, I have so much energy. I was up at seven. Uh, I met our good friend Amber Annis out there. Shout out to Amber at the History Center uh and picked up some books but i also had to pick up a large coffee so i think that's what that's what's still in my system well that's good because that stuff usually wears off on me after a couple hours but hey so you got a lot going on as always we're revving up for a session coming up soon and uh you have some legislative things you've been uh, doing here to get ready so give us a an update and let's go from there Sure. So um, here in Minnesota, we have uh, biennial sessions and uh, we will begin our session, our legislative session in the middle of February. Um, and it's um, it's traditionally called a bonding year. So those are the years that uh, that we're allocating dollars to the infrastructure for Minnesota. Bridges, roads, um, our state-owned buildings, universities, colleges, all of those things. But then also the individual uh, municipalities or unique projects that communities are um, going to come to us and ask us for some help financially on. And so I, I'm not on the bonding committee, but I know our bonding committee has been all over the state. I mean... All summer long, and even still, they are visiting all these different sites that are requesting money for um, for support. I, the um, American Indian Center here in in Minneapolis is building a beautiful new. Well, they're renovating the original building um, that's been around for decades and decades. And uh, I was over there to. Um, see what the progress is not too long ago and and they have also requested bonding money they just need a they just need a few more million dollars to complete the task and then they wouldn't have um debt connected to this project but it's going to be um a really new improved up-to-date state-of-the-art building that uh supports our native communities across the state you know in minnesota we've got the the seven, seven Anishinaabe Ojibwe tribes to the north of the Twin Cities. And then we've got our, our four um, Dakota tribes to the south of the Twin Cities. And everybody uses that facility. It's open all of the time. Um, there are classes for the youth. There are classes for the elders. Um, there's a cafe there that serves really healthy indigenous food. There's all kinds of programming going on 
in that building. And it's really gotten worn down pretty, pretty severely um, over the years. In fact, they had a, a gym there that was used for powwows and meetings and conferences and seminars. And when it rained, you ha they had to bring buckets out because mm -hmm. um, the roofs leaked that badly. Mm -hmm. So we got a little peek see of how the progress is coming along. It's looking wonderful. And uh, it's just going to be such a, an additional um, resource and bonus to that community on Franklin Avenue. Um, so I'm really proud to have been part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I carried the bill to request those dollars. We did get right. some money for the American Indian Clinic for their mental health um, building. Um, so that was a huge win. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, uh, a lot of people are asking to meet with me uh, as the chair of education finance, even though finance was last year and we got that chunk of change to spend. Mm -hmm. um, people are still looking for those supports uh, in any way that they can. And you mentioned that $2.4 million um uh, surplus um and the fact that you know a lot of that is sort of earmarked mm -hmm. which means those dollars are already kind of spoken for so when we do legislation and we put funding towards something um, most of the time and most organizations or nonprofits that receive dollars from our state government they would like to see it put in our base so that every year they're going to get that allocation and they don't have to come back time and time again mm -hmm. um, for to provide those services. Sometimes we can do that. And then that means like for this this um, surplus that maybe those dollars are already spoken for. So it sort of wipes that that surplus that we might think, oh, we could do some more cool job uh, projects. Mm -hmm. So, um, we, you know, a lot of people are looking uh, for those dollars to do the work that they're doing. Um, and I really have to manage a lot of people's expectations, a lot of organizations' expectations. Right. Uh, after last year, they, you know, they appreciate what we did, but it just goes to show that um, that there's so much left to do in our communities and across the state. And um, I'm not sure we will you know, have that fun money to spend again uh, the way we did last year. But Minnesota's in a good shape there, you know, with the surplus and having um, filled our rainy day fund, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. I, I think you said 2.4 million. It was billion. And um, billion, also, yeah. I, I just want to back up a second about the Indian Center. There was something that I thought I knew and I heard uh, a while ago is that there's more, like percentage-wise, there's more urban Indians than there are reservation Indians. So the Indian Center really, really helps our urban community also, too, in a big mm -hmm. way. And so we're excited about that funding. And I think uh, they're going to have a theater in there. New Native Theater will be uh, based out of there. There will be a store. Yeah. There's all these things that are, are happening there on the avenue and I believe that building was built in 1972. Does that sound right? That sounds right. I know it was in the 70s. I just didn't know the, the exact date. But, you know, you mentioned that we have such a strong urban population. And it's also very transient, you know, transient, not in that, um, you know, we do have a lot of homeless relatives. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of movement between our the, the reservations and the urban core. There's Good a lot point. of back and forth. And um, this is, you know, sort of that one-stop shop where <laughs> they know that they'll be able to get the resources or if there are questions, there's always somebody there to, to answer them. And, and so I'm really excited to see the final, the final um, product once they're done. Right. And they've, they've moved the building right up to the sidewalk where it was kind of pushed back further. And uh, mm -hmm. um, they're keeping some of the structure, like I know the gyms, going to still be there somewhat but of course i'm sure they're going to fix the, the the leaky roof but yes. uh, totally totally excited uh, about that and the great support that you've given franklin avenue and our urban indians along with all the other stuff that you've done too uh just must be uh really a good feeling that you're able to to help out the community and help out your area and help out the state 
Yeah, it is. I'm I'm really proud of the position that I'm in at this time to to help advocate for those those important things. Hey, we're, it's Friday here, and it's uh, Native Roots Radio, and we'll have uh, Wendy with Fun Facts Friday of our Sacred Animal section later on. But we're here right now with State Senator Mary Kunish, and we're going to be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Oh. Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Minnesotans are hardy. We don't let snow or ice get in our way. We have places to go, so making sure your vehicle is in prime shape for winter driving is so important. Take your vehicle to Rudy Luther Toyota for all your service needs. I was just there. I got my oil and filters replaced, and they did a complete safety check to make sure my vehicle can tackle what winter has up its sleeve. And they service all makes and models of vehicles. Head to RudyLutherToyota.com and use their super easy Toyota service scheduler to set up your service appointment today. Rudy Luther Toyota, on the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden valley you're listening to native roots radio this is spirit from reservation dogs get up and listen welcome back to native roots radio presents i'm awake and this is robert pilot Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm Oik, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and it's a Friday here all over Turtle Island, and uh, we're always excited to have uh, our conversation with the State Senator. And uh, we were we kind of left off a little bit about uh, the last session and how well things went, and uh, how our communities are being funded, and now this is a different kind of session coming up. But I just want to remind everyone, Mary, um, how slim we have the state being all blue, but also um, there was a couple years there as your first couple years as senator. It was kind of rough. Yeah, I was, when I joined the Senate, so I was in the Minnesota House for four years, and the first two years I was there, I was in the minority then the second two years, I was in the majority, but we still had a split legislature with Democrats majority in the House and um, GOP um, majority in the Senate. So we still didn't get a lot done. And then um, I was elected to the Minnesota Senate in the minority. <laughs> uh, and then two years later, we took the the majority. And it's just been, you know, drinking from a hose ever since then, I think, all of us that had, you know, been subdued and, and our bills hadn't been heard or the work wasn't getting done because we were kind of at a stalemate. Um, we got a lot of that done last last session and a, a lot of really great things for Indian country as well. Uh, I, and we've talked about this before. I passed legislation to create uh, a a group to come up with a new flag for Minnesota and yeah. a new seal. And on Tuesday, did you see that? On yes. Tuesday, shows what we believe is going to be the new um, state seal for Minnesota. And I'm, I for one, am very excited. We love it here. Uh, we've yeah. talked about that. That seal's rocking. That seal is really, it's, it's really lovely. In Minnesota, you know, we have our state bird is the loon. 
you can hear them all over in northern Minnesota. You don't hear them so much down here in the Twin Cities or um, or in uh, southern Minnesota. But it is our state bird, and so that um, that loon is front and center. Many people wanted this the loon on the um, on the flag, mm-hmm. and then to the left of it, um, you know, so it's in a circular uh, sort of uh, shape is wild rice. So a mm-hmm. nod to our, our, um, our sacred grains. Yes. And then there are the rippling waters mm-hmm. and evergreens to represent the forest. And of course, a star to represent the North, uh, L'Etoile du Nord, the star, the star of the North. Yeah. And it's, it's really lovely. You know, they have a couple of different versions of it. One in like full color and one that is sort of a bronze, just all bronze. Uh, oh, th- there you go. And they're just, um, I think it's, I think it's a, a kind of seal that I am going to be proud to wear on a pin on my lapel or have it on my stationery. Um, just, I think it's going to be really great. But we still have the flag. We still have to do the flag. So we're only 50% completed by the end of the month. Yeah. I like the the last one when it comes to the flag where it has the rippling water. Uh, mm-hmm. That one I like the best. And it's a flag, so you have to know how it uh, um, looks while it's waving in the air and things yeah. like that. But that seal mm-hmm. is a home run for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there were so many really, really, really good submissions. I'm not going to lie. It was not an easy task to whittle down either the seal or the flag. So many creative people out there in the good old state of Minnesota. Um, But, you know, we were we were committed to following the good rules of vexology and keeping it simple, just three colors, no words. Something a third grader could draw from memory. Yeah, you know those are the sort of things, and I think we talked about this too on this show. Is that yeah, those some of those examples seem kind of flat and uninspiring, but honestly, just as you said, when you see them on a pole rippling in the wind, and there's an app mm-hmm. where you can do that, uh, <laughs> it really changes the flag and it really brings it to life. And yeah. so um, I'm I'm very excited to see what our final decision will be. I'm a non-voting member of that commission. commission. Um, and so the, the discussion has been very lively, a uh, lot of good ideas. And I'm, I'm just very excited for this. Yeah, we had, uh, uh, I was going to say State Senator, we had Kate Bean on and she was on that committee and, and talking mm-hmm. about it. And she was uh, just before the deadline, a week or so before the deadline, uh, asking for more, more people to and the native people to uh, put something in the, in there. But uh, yeah, that's got to be a hard decision too, because I think with a lot of people, you can't butter the right side of the bread for them. So mm-hmm. it's, you always have those naysayers. But heck, you know, anything beats what we had before. And I really appreciate you kind of uh, mm-hmm. pushing that that old flag out of there. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it too. So thank you, Mary. Honestly, just for all of the great work that you've been doing and, and continue to do. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to do that. I was um awarded a beautiful award this week for some of the work or the work that um we did uh around uh ICWA and MIFPA, uh, Indian Family Welfare Act, and then Minnesota Indian Family Preservation Act. If you remember. This time last year, we were all in a huge panic mm. that uh, ICWA was going to be rescinded right. at the federal level. Um, and I'm, I'm the kind of person that prefers to be proactive than reactive. So <laughs> I asked our legislative uh, experts to go through our current MIFPA um, uh, okay. statute and look for ways that we could bolster it, protect it remove any, um, any ICWA, uh, uh, you know, the word ICWA or anything that would, if ICWA were to go away, right. it would make our MIFA bill, uh, or statute null and void. And so they worked long and hard on it all summer long. And then there is a working group, um, 
and and Rebecca McConkey Green is sort of ha has headed that up. They did a lot of the the work with the counties and um, all the committee, all the agencies and 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 whatnot. And we were able to put together um, a pretty quick, a really good bill last year that put those protections in place. And mm -hmm. um, it wasn't perfect. We knew that there was still much work to do. And um, Rebecca has been heading that up all this summer, too. She's worked very, very, very hard on it. So we'll have some updates for uh, MIPA. But this award um, was called, uh, I have to remember what this this award is called. Um, but it was through the University of Minnesota, through their Humphrey Institute. And, um, oh, it's the Esther Wattenberg Policy Award. And it really um, was to acknowledge the, uh, the policy and contributions that are impacted children and families in Minnesota. Representative Keeler also received the award. And there was a beautiful ceremony at... Um, at the University of Minnesota at the Humphrey uh, School, and we received just a gorgeous award. Mm. And there were, you know, a lot of good people there, the people that were boots on the ground doing yeah. the work. And they've been doing this work for decades. I mean, some of them decades. And so I feel like they should all have had an award as well. But I, I was really proud to, to accept that work on behalf of um, the work that we did with MIFBA. Well, that's just a great example of working for the people. Yeah. I mean, really. Um, and, and I'm sure the people that have been working on it for years have really appreciate you and uh, Representative Keeler's support because that makes things happen. That makes the government work. And that's a huge deal. It's really big. And it was a lot of work. Uh, what, what people don't maybe realize is all the behind the scenes work we do at the legislature preparing for the next session right? and the staff that we have um, mostly nonpartisan staff uh, just do an incredible job during the off season, but also when we're in session, Oh my gosh, they are there almost 24 mm seven -hmm. um, with maybe not always a smile on their face, yeah. but a can do attitude. And that makes, that makes all of the difference when we are trying to to run a state government in the best way for, for our constituents. You know, we have a lot of Wisconsin listeners and Dakotas and uh, these places that are gerrymandered. Do you have any, like, uh, um, advice or uh, consoling words towards our, our uh, purple states out there? Because, I mean, the gerrymandering's really messed up a lot of our neighbors there, and uh, they would love to have things happening in their state that's happening in Minnesota, but it didn't happen overnight. Like you said, when you were a representative, things were different. Uh, there was a split house and a split Senate. Uh, um, so do you have any words for our, our listeners? Any <laughs> Anything positive for them? I just want to say hang in there and continue to do the good work that they can do um, you know, in their communities at that, that community level because that's what holds everything up. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's it, it, representation really does matter if, if we're looking at how we want to get this, this done. And so support good candidates, get out there and door knock for them, mm -hmm. to their campaigns, run yourself, you know, yeah. and um, be the change that needs to happen. Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish on deck, uh, double deck, I think, uh, in two segments from now is uh, Wendy. Hey, Wendy, say hi. Hey, ready to <laughs> give an animal update. <laughs> wow, there you have it. We're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back with State Senator Mary Kunish. <laughs> Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. 
Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. Holiday shopping is easy with the Park Tavern. From now until December 31st, stop into the Park Tavern and buy a $100 gift card. You'll receive a $25 Park Tavern gift card for free. You heard that right. Buy a $100 Park Tavern gift card. You'll receive a $25 gift card for free. The best part is you get to decide which gift card you keep and which gift card you get. The Park Tavern is open regular hours throughout the holiday season, offering great food and family fun. On Louisiana Avenue, north of Highway 7 in St. Louis Park, the holidays are just better with the Park Tavern. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. Even though Auto Technical is a small nonprofit, we have helped more families with transportation than any organization in Minnesota. Since 94, we have reconditioned donated vehicles so they have a higher tax benefit. Call Richard at 612-919-5526, 612-919-5526, or autotech.org. Temperatures are cooling off and fall migration is underway. Do you know what that means? Eagle viewing season is almost here, and the National Eagle Center is your headquarters for information and experiences. This winter, experience bald and golden eagles in the wild with an unforgettable expert-led field trip. Plan your private eagle habitat tour and learn where the best eagle viewing is with weekly eagle counts. Plus, you can visit the eagles at the center all season long. Plan your visit or experience today online at nationaleaglecenter.org. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Cloudy tonight with a low of 31, then snow on Saturday with temperatures around 29. The nights are getting colder, but the music is still the hottest at Crooner's Supper Club in Fridley. Crooner's is located just north of I-694 off Highway 65 and Moorlake Drive. View their upcoming music schedules and food menus at croonersloungemn.com. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by J.S. Bean Factory off Randolph Avenue in St. Paul, keep, keeping us awake. Yes, and we love Steve's Blend, don't we, Wendy? We do. Yes. The Triple X Steve's <laughs> Blend Extra Dark. That's right. And it wakes us up. Hey, and we are awake, and we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and uh, kind of a lot of uh, period last segment with her, and uh, really talking a, a lot of uh, good stuff here. Um and uh, I, we were talking a little bit in the break here about your dog, and it's so fun and it's always cool when we hear people have uh, adopted dogs, you know, mm-hmm. and like your family adopted that dog. And it's just, it warms my heart. And I know Wendy's too that, you know, sh- adopt, don't shop. Yeah, I did um, dog foster care for about five years. Wow. And we eventually ad- adopted the final one, the last one we kept. And um, it was just a fascinating experience. It was so goofy uh, how these dogs would come into Minnesota and you really wouldn't know what you were going to get next. We got a couple of super goofy dogs, dogs (laughs) that probably had been crated most of their life. And um, there was one little one, we called him Crybaby, because he had scar tissue that looked like a tear right under his eye. And he was, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was feral. He just was like all over the place and, and whatnot. But um, it was extremely rewarding to to be able to do that. So, yeah, now I'm 
I'm dog sitting uh, my daughter's dog. And um, I think I discovered it's called a Carolina dog or uh, something dingo dog. So, but he's a good dog. Yeah. And, you know, Wendy and I used to uh, do transports and we got an older dog. So we'd bring where they were from, Indiana, right? Wendy? Yeah, the dogs were from Indiana. Some of them came up from Texas and Kentucky. And they went to a rescue organization. Every dog counts rescue in Indiana. Uh, and there were seven legs to the transport. And we would go from Minnesota to Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We were the seventh leg, the last leg. And we got to get the dogs and bring them to the fosters. It was interesting, Mary, yeah. and uh, you guys, uh, that we adopted older dogs this last time. And we, when we were transporting older dogs, they really seemed grateful and like they got it. It was yeah. really, it was really strange. And I think it was that. Yeah. They're, they're wise. Yeah. They were wise. They were wise. And they probably knew that this was their last chance because mm-hmm. oftentimes if they can't find a right. know, place for them, they're euthanized and, we had two other really crazy dogs that were on the chopping block. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, my niece brought them to us. She works for, uh, she has a business where they train dogs to sniff out the scat of other animals for research. Oh. And um, they all, they go to a lot of these um, kennels and whatnot and there were these two dogs, and usually they're blue healers that they will they're, that they're looking for, Australian healers because they have good nose. They're really super smart. They follow directions well. Um, and there are these two. I swear. I mean, they used to jump off the deck of my house. It's on the second floor. Um, they were just nuts. So, but we did find a really good home, and they got to go together, and that was important. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great story. Oh, my gosh. I I lost so much weight that summer walking those dogs and getting them to the dog park. (laughs) Have you guys ever seen the dogs who would get up on people's roofs and then they would have to get their dogs down? Yes. (laughs) Like through the window or something or they jump up on something outside? Yeah. Easily these dogs could have done that. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Well, we were lucky. We had uh, those three dogs and uh, we are only down to one now and it was heartbreaking, but we gave them a good life the last few years of their life, Wendy. Yeah. Well, Emma, she was a Yorkshire Terrier. We got her when she was 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, she was 15 years old and uh, Gracie was like six, six or seven right. and Wanda was six or seven when we got her. Right. We still have Wanda. Wanda's probably 12 now. Yeah. yeah. How long did the 16 year old live with you then? Oh, so she was 15 and we had her a year and a half. Yeah. So she was 16 and a half. That yeah. dog, Mary never took a bad picture. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> it was, insane. was very photogenic. Very photogenic. <laughs> it's like, wow. Oh, well, you bless you for giving them that good quality of end of life for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, rounding up here, we got a few more minutes uh, with State Center Mary Konish. Uh, what does your uh, week look like ahead? Uh, you know, more uh, traveling around. I know you've been touching base with the schools across the state and seeing how things are happening and what's happening in there. What else do you got going on, or is it more I, of that? I I do have um, uh, a couple more visits with local schools, and and that's been so rewarding. And I know that, uh, you know, if, if you know your senator's coming in, you're going to set it up to, to look good and the kids are going to behave and, and engaged and all of those things. But, I, I, you know, I, I feel like I have a, a re- good relationship with my um, community tr- schools where they can really tell me the truth. Like, mm. tell me really what you need me to do. I'm not here to give you an award or to bust your chops, but you know, give us a really good idea of, of what needs to happen next when we are building the um, educational policy and finance for the state of Minnesota. It's been extremely rewarding um, and, and just a great way to make those connections. I think that, you know, maybe in the past there's been distrust or, you know, thoughts that we don't really care what's going on in our schools. 
but this proved to be uh, really a good a good practice. Um, I'm meeting with a lot of folks across the board, uh, working on a couple of bills already, and uh, fine tuning the work that we're going to be doing in 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 February. Yeah. If someone was to try and get a, a bill uh, to the legislature, what would be the the best time for them to do something like that? Um, if they would have done, started by now, it would have been really, really great. But if you have ideas or you think that something needs to change, I would say reach out to your legislator now. And mm-hmm. again, you know, the, the legislator, the senator, the House representative, we don't write the bills. We have the research people and our um, expertise to to do those sort of things. But if you bring the idea to us or the problem, and even if you have a solution to those, even better, um, we can start working on those now. Once session starts, it's just too hard. There's It just moves so fast. It's better to do it sooner than later. Well, that's good to know. Uh, Wendy, you have any questions? I know you're uh, a veteran of going down to the Capitol and uh, speaking your truth. I just want to thank Mary, um, Senator Kunish, to, you know, every time we came in, the Humane Society of the United States, we would come and lobby for humane laws in Minnesota and in St. Paul. And you were always so gracious to have us in your office and talk to us about you know, what, what humane laws and ordinances we'd like to have passed there. And you always supported us. So I just want to thank you for that. It's been really great working with you over the years. Mm, Thank you. It's, it's, it's really helpful when we have organizations such as yours to, to be doing the work outside of the Capitol, but then come to us and give us updates on, on what's happening, what's not happening. And uh, it's, it's those partnerships and the collaboration that really makes our state legislature, our state government work well. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. is. That's a good point, Wendy. And uh, it's always fun to see someone, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think the more as citizens go to their capital yeah. and, uh, and get engaged, uh, the more they feel at home and uh, um, the more that it is their house. Yes, definitely. Well, Robert, you came and uh, and testified in one yeah. of the, the the bills, and I don't know. Do you feel like more empowered, more comfortable uh, now that you've done that? At least was oh, that for yeah. the wolf bill? Yeah, yeah. that was. Okay. Yeah, I feel really cool, and um, <laughs> I was in uh, to pay attention how maybe the other side of uh, of what you're. Uh, talking about is responding to other people too so you're ready ready to respond back to them in a positive good way and not combative uh and being civil and all those things that you know that uh, i didn't grow up that way so i've really had to learn how to do that kind of stuff the older i've gotten but wendy's helped me well, I, I think I, I was ready to reach out at some point, Robert, to like, okay, calm down. But you did an excellent job. And um, when we do find experts that really do know what they're talking about, it's so helpful to bring them into our committee hearings and hear what they have to say in full of the full committee of Democrats and Republicans so that we can get those different viewpoints Um, It always helps me understand the issues better. Well, it was fun and it was great having Wendy there to support me because she's done things like that for years. And uh, I had bullet points and uh, maybe not as prepared as (laughs) Wendy usually is, but I I, I did pretty good that would I would not have had that comeback that you did, Robert. I cannot think as fast on my feet as you do. So I'm really proud of you how you handled yourself yeah i remember watching the video of you giving your testimony and i just remember the uh, large applause from the audience and the people behind you when you spoke your truth and how moving that was and um how much emotion that added to your testament and i think the comeback too was um something about um gun laws right well, yeah, I mean, the he Republicans brought that into the conversation. Yeah, a Republican, right, a Republican did. brought in, you know, abortion. abortion. Oh, yeah. And while I'm going, we were talking about protecting Minnesota wolves, right? Yeah. So, 
Yeah. And it was just like, this does not have anything to do with right. what we're talking about. Wait a minute. I don't have a bullet point for that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was my pleasure. And, uh, and it, it's great because you were, you were there running the show and, and we know you and seen you around the community all the time and get to say hi to you. So that's always comforting. And I think that's kind of what you were talking about when. Yeah, definitely. It gains more trust too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks state Senator. Have a great week. Uh, really appreciate you always checking in and very positive and good way to end the weekend up next. We got Wendy pilot with, uh, our sacred animal section. Stay with us. All right. We'll be right back. Thanks, State Senator. Bye, everyone. We'll be right back. This is Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Unveil the captivating world of native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org. JS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Is your remote workforce putting your company at risk? Cyber criminals are targeting your employees with COVID-19 inspired emails and attacking businesses like yours. Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. Rymark has the tools and expertise to enable your employees to work securely from home. If you need help getting your staff to work remotely and securely, call 651-328-8900 or go to rymarkit.com. That's 651-328-8900 or rymarkit.com. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman, one U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. I did a howl uh, While he's chewing, on, uh, chewing on a, um, a bone. No, a leaf. Oh, our, a leaf. Our, our, oh. Our, our wolves are vegan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, I want to introduce Wendy, our awesome, my our awesome and beautiful <laughs> wife, my awesome beautiful wife, and, and Wendy's been on for over seven years in Native Roots Radio, and we've been learning so much over the years. I know I have uh, about our sacred animals, and uh, it's always great to have you on, Wen. Yeah, thank you. Hey, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state levels. And it's always my pleasure to do that. So I just got my update in the mail today, Robert. It came um, it's called All Animals, yes. and it's the uh, update from the Humane Society of the United States, and it's marked winter of 2024, Ooh. and my hero is on the cover. 
Oh, Who is that? Jane, Jane Goodall. Oh, good one. Yeah, so Jane Good, Goodall, she's awesome. And I've been following her through her career. I got you Over the years. Book. I know. I know. Um, yeah, so she uh, went into the forests of Tanzania, Africa, and she studied wild chimp, chimpan- chimpanzees. Um, and she's um, a PhD DBE, and she's the founder of the Jane Goodall Institute and the United Nations Messenger of Peace. Uh, so she's done great work through her career. So I just wanted to tell you that. And I get that. I get this update. Uh, because I um, donate to the Humane Society of the United States, and I'm also a humane policy volunteer leader. And they just came up with, up with their uh, 2023 reflections on all the good stuff that they did in 2023. Wow. And there's so much we're not even there's so much stuff we're not even going to be able to get it through. But I just wanted to talk about a couple of the real highlights yeah. and um, some of the things that. Um, uh, you know, me and my uh, counterparts in the Humane Society of the United States, we went and we talked to our legislators oh, about, <laughs> yeah, so it's really fun. Like when we when we would go meet our legislators, our House representatives, our city council members to get stuff done, and then you see it yeah. in the magazine yeah. um, as a uh, 2023 reflection of what, past and what good work the Humane Society of the United States did. Yes. Yeah, and continue to do. But I just want to remind everyone uh, that the Humane Society of the United States does not uh, adopt out any dogs or cats, or we're not involved in that. What we're involved in is legislation. So I'm a um, a volunteer lobbyist for them, and that's what I do. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So if anybody wants to become a volunteer uh, leader, we're called, uh, we used to call, we used to be called uh, council members, mm-hmm. but now we're called humane policy volunteer leaders. Yeah. It's kind of a big, uh, you know, name, yep. humane Title. policy volunteer leader. And we had to put the L at the end or else we, we would have been humane HPV, which is oh. Human papillomavirus. So yeah, had, maybe not that. So they had to put the Jeez. leader at the end. So yeah, yeah. we got to get t-shirts. But anyway, let's get here. Let's go here. We're going to reflect on 2023 and what all the great things that the Humane Society of the United States did. So we have, um, I don't know this company, and I'm really surprised about it, but with our help, and when I say our help, that's the Humane Society of the United States. Um, Mondelez International, they are the makers of Oreos, Triscuits, and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will only use cage-free eggs by 2025. That's wow. huge. And yeah. Orioles are vegan. Oreos. They don't even use that. Yeah. The Oreos do not use right. the eggs. They are vegan. But really, this company, Mondelez, international they operate in 80 countries that's how big they are so uh going cage free is huge just huge um so that's great and and they give you like a little paragraph underneath about all the details but i'm not going to have time to do that so in may the united states supreme court upheld california's Proposition 12, which requires that mother pigs, leg, uh, egg-laying hens, and calves raised for veal in the state are not cruelty-confined. God, that's yep, a big thing. The law also bans the in-state sale of pork, eggs, and veal produced via extreme confinement. So California doesn't even allow that those meat and egg to come into their state if those animals were kept in confined uh, cages. So that's, wow, that's uh, Proposition 12 is awesome. And I, mm-hmm. we did, we had to call our state senators about that. So we worked on that. Mm-hmm. 310 veterinary professionals and students volunteered 24,640 hours to care for 8,492 animals through their rural area veterinary service program. So that's a lot Mm -hmm. of hours, a lot of volunteers, and a lot of animals that really, um, you know, 
benefited from this. Mm-hmm. Five mm-hmm. students received $10,000 scholarships from the Humane Society Veterinarian Medical Association. That's really great. Let's see what else. I don't want to read every single one, but I want to read the ones that I'm really uh, jazzed about. Jazzed about. <laughs> well, here's here's one. This is really good too. Uh, their animal rescue team responded to three thousand four hundred ninety-five animal cruelty complaints, assisted law enforcement with cases involving more than sixty-five different species, including dogs, cats, goats, snakes, kangaroos, ferrets, and more, and traveled to twelve states and two countries this year. That's huge. Uh, yeah. To help with animal cruelty Jeez, cases. let me get applause on that. Yeah, right? Haley, don't you have an applause one on yours, too? I don't think I do yet. I'll have to get a different one so they sound different. Yeah, get a clappy one. Okay. A lot of people don't know, but the dog meat trade in Korea is still around. Yeah. But 198 dogs were rescued from Korea meat farms this year alone by the Humane Society International. Jeez. Yeah, those are the, that's, they like go over all of them. That. Yeah. A decade long fight in the United States to end the private possession of big cats. At the federal level ended when Please. the Big Cat Ooh, Public Safety Act went into effect in June. We mm. went and talked also yeah, about that one. Do you remember that? God, I remember you and I driving to one of those damn places. Yep. Up northern Minnesota, yes. not even that yeah. far away. Yep, where people yep. kept those big cats, I know. Uh, yeah. Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Take a picture with them. Yep. Let me make money off these poor Exactly. Things. And the animal goes back in the cage with no enrichment. Yes. Sits there all day until the next person comes and takes a picture with them. Or this is just people who get these right. big cats and keep them in their house as like a pet. Uh, and then, you know, mauled. then they get too big <laughs> and, and they, they can't mauled. handle it. And then the animal, you know. Eats them. Exactly. <laughs> But usually people don't even realize what kind of food and nutrition these animals need. And most of them are really sick when they're rescued because they haven't gotten the the correct nutrients and stuff. Yeah. Uh One minute. Yeah. Okay. What else we have here? California became the first state to end the sale of new animal fur products Mm. when its ban went into effect in January. Nice. So that's free. Yes, for free. That's right. Twelve of the fifty top food service companies in the United States have set public uh, plant-based menu and meat reduction goals after working with the Humane Society of the United States. So more plant-based uh, foods are out there and going around, and it's better for people, better for the planet, better for the economy. Better right. for the earth. Right on. Hey, Wendy, Pina Gigi, thank you so much for uh, your report. And maybe we'll get deeper into that next week. Yeah, I got lots more here. Hey, this has been Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now. Wow. <laughs>